Welcome to episode 28 of the Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more to the things and people you care about. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Thanks for hanging out with me today. We're going to talk about growing your audience, specifically growing your email list as fast as possible. If you don't know why that's important, well, I'll get to that in a second, but it is critical that you have an email list if you want to have an online business that's putting money in your pocket while you sleep. And so if you've been dipping your toes into the water of building an online business and you've realized how important that is and you're trying to grow that email list and you're finding that it's a slow process, this episode will help you. Before we dive in, if you are completely on the outside, you're like, what is online business? Or, and this is many of you, if you know all about online business, you see bloggers making money, you see YouTubers making money, you're like, how does Graham make money? How does this thing work? I don't understand what I'm missing or I've got an online business come up and running, but it's really not making me any money or not much money. I feel like I'm missing something. Well, I talk about a lot of things every single week here on the show, but to give you a complete education on how this business model works, I have put together an entire workshop designed to teach you how to start earning $1,000 a month in passive income in just 30 minutes a day of work. So this workshop walks you through the four components that you need. It walks you through the tools that you can use, whether free or paid, the tools I'm using to run my businesses, scripts, templates. You can literally copy and employ into your business. And it really gives you a step-by-step plan of how this works together. So it's not just a bunch of little tips. It's like, here's here's the model. You need this, 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 and this, and they have to connect in this way. There is a way to create a business that once you spin it and get it into motion, it spins on its own with very little involvement on your part, as much or as little as you want. And creating $1,000 a month of an income stream automated is very doable. And what that stream will do once you really start to feed it fuel is grow into a full-time income or beyond. So I want to give this training to you absolutely free. It is my passive income workshop, and you can access it right now at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. I put it out there for free so that you can dive in and start building your online business, and then we can work together and help you grow it from there. So it's all available at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Okay, email list building is critical to your growth and success because, and I won't go into this in depth because we've talked about this ad nauseum, just check out my other videos, but you need an audience of people to sell to. And you need a warm audience, right? If you've ever been in sales, you know what warm leads are versus cold leads. Anybody can get leads. You can find names and numbers. Like, do you ever get random phone calls in the middle of the day? Telemarketers, right? People that don't know you, that just want to sell you something, and they're calling you cold. You haven't expressed any interest in their insurance product or their shark repellent or whatever they're selling, right? But they call you, hey, Mr. Cochran, uh, are you interested in buying some shark repellent? No, dude. I don't swim with sharks. I don't need shark repellent. Have I reached out to you saying, hey, I'm slightly interested in shark repellent. Please have someone call me so that I can find out more details about how I can give you my money for shark repellent. No, it is a cold call. I am a cold lead. 
to them. However, if I'm on, let's say, CarMax's website, browsing used cars to buy, and I ask for a quote on a specific car, and I type in my email address um, to get a specific quote on a car that maybe is at a different CarMax location, they shoot me an email, hey, here are the details, uh, it would cost 200 bucks to get the car shipped to your location, let us know if you're interested. If they email me a week or two later saying, hey, we got a, we noticed you were looking at, you know, a Honda Civics, let's say. We got a few more Honda Civics coming in at our location you might want to check out. Them reach out, reaching out to me is way more logical because I am now a warm lead to them, to CarMax. Why? Because I have pursued them, moved a little closer to them somewhat, given them my contact information, maybe I wasn't expecting to buy anything from them and there's no obligation to buy, but I've given some information and basically raised my hand virtually and said, hey, you can contact me. I'm at least interested in purchasing a car. I've at least been to your website. And so when they reach out to me, they have a better chance of converting me into a customer. Why? Because it makes sense. I was already interested in their cars, right? Warm lead, cold lead. I think we understand that concept. Now, when it comes to the internet, when it comes to selling online, somehow we like let all that logic disappear, right? We think, okay, I got a digital product. Graham says digital product. I want an online course or membership site. I want passive income. So I build the thing. Maybe I jumped on Kajabi because Graham said that was awesome. And it is awesome. I built my thing. What am I missing? Oh yeah, people to sell it to. Okay, let's get as many fresh faces as possible to shove my thing in front of and see if they'll buy it. And we just do all the dumb things out of desperation because we we need to make money, we want to make money, and we forget the whole, hey, don't we probably need some warm leads? Doesn't cold calling suck? Don't we hate it when telemarketers blow up our phone while we're at dinner with our family and it's a number we don't know and they're just trying to sell us something? Yeah, we hate that. So why do we expect strangers that we shove our product in front of through whatever means to feel any different, right? We need to have warm leads, which is why I'm all on the content train. I'm telling you every week to be putting out relevant, helpful, valuable, game-changing content for free so people search, they find you, like, oh, this is great. But that next step, how do I turn them into a lead we ask to capture their email address by offering them more value through something I call a lead magnet. I give them a free guide, a free checklist, a free video series, right? At the beginning of this episode of the podcast, and I mention all the time, my passive income workshop, that is a lead magnet. I've put together an amazing training for you. That is truly amazing. But what am I asking for in exchange for it when you come to the opt-in page? Your email address. Why? Because if you opt into my list and you get a ton of value out of that workshop and that training, now I have you on my list. You're, you're a curated lead. You're not a random lead. Now I have someone that I can email who might be very interested in an online course I have or a membership site I have or coaching that I'm offering or a live event that I'm doing related to online business, right? So you want your own list of warm leads to sell to. And email subscribers 
people who have given you their email address are the most likely to buy from you, more likely than people on social media, more likely than someone that sees you on an ad on Facebook. People who have given you their email address because they've consumed your content and wanted your additional free content are the most likely to buy your future stuff. That being said, if you follow me and I'm telling you content, 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 put out blog posts, videos, podcasts, whatever, offer lead magnet, grow your list, you might find yourself frustrated with this process because guess what? It's slow. It is slow. It is enduring and it grows over time and it's the best way to do it because every piece of content you put out there in the world will work for you in perpetuity as evergreen content, but it's slow. So that was a long ramp up to get you to the place of if you ever felt like, hey, this is a slow process, how do I do this faster? Well, let me share with you the faster way. And let me share that with you by sharing the success of one of my students, Sarah Carter. Now, Sarah is in my six-figure coaching community and she was inside the community a couple weeks ago and we always ask our members to share their wins. I share my wins, I ask them to share their wins. Usually every week, I'm just trying to drop in there and say, hey, what was your big takeaway, your big win this week? It could be a sale, it could be you finally launched your course, it could be you finally moved everything over to Kajabi or that you finally figured out what your lead magnet is. Whatever it is, share a win. Sarah shared this. Her win a couple of weeks ago was that her lead magnet, quote, got picked up by one of the other major audio community blogs or podcasts. So she's in the audio world, kind of like my business is. It got picked up by one of the major blogs slash podcasts in our niche, resulting in a featured article about her and a mention on their podcast. So I've gone from 26 email subscribers to 435 and counting. Plus my Facebook group has gone from zero members to 53 and counting. And then the next day or later that day, she posted going from a handful of subscribers to 640 in one week from one lead magnet, coupled with a Facebook group going from zero members to 79, no paid ads involved. Okay, she goes from 26 people on her email list, 26, to 640 in a week. Okay, imagine... Sarah's putting out content every week, which she is. I know she is, right? If she's even getting one email subscriber a day, which wouldn't be bad, even one a day would take her a month to get 30, a year to get 360, she got almost two years worth of email subscribers at that pace, in one week, how? By hijacking somebody else's audience. Okay, this is so critical for you to understand. When you are new, newsflash, nobody knows that you exist. When I was new, 10 years ago, nobody knew that the recording revolution was a thing. Didn't matter how good my posts were, didn't matter how good my videos were, didn't matter how good I thought I was or how helpful I was or thought I was, nobody knew I existed except for my mom and my brother. So yeah, you've been there. How do you get known quicker? Long-term, your content will work. You will find that long-term, 20% of your content, 10% of your content, 5% of your content will get picked up by the interwebs. Google will find it. YouTube will find it. One or two or three or four of those pieces will pop 
for whatever reason, the convergence of the algorithm to the topic was spot on, to the timing, to good old-fashioned luck, whatever it is, a few of your posts will pop eventually, which will drive a ton of traffic to your site, which will get more traffic and eyeballs on your other content, and it will eventually grow, and you'll have these inflection points. That is the long game. You never move away from that game. It is a game worth playing. But in the short term, the fastest way to grow is to get a lot of people to know that you exist really, really quickly. And the best way to do that is not to try to blast a bunch of cold leads. No, if you can be invited into someone else's audience and presented in front of that audience as someone who's credible, awesome, that you are you know, signed off on, you have the blessing of this other content creator or host of the audience, you will get a massive following very quickly. Why? Because you're curated, you're validated. This is a warm audience. This is a warm lead or a group of warm leads, excuse me, that will love you. You know, when you have that one friend, maybe you don't have this friend, but maybe you do have that one friend that seems to know everybody and you may not know to everybody, but this one friend is like the connected person. He or she just knows everybody and everybody loves that person. But if that person, your friend, invites you over to a party with all these super cool people that they, are, that they know and they say, hey, this is my buddy Graham. He's awesome. You should talk to him. What do you think is going to happen? All those people are going to want to come up to me and talk to me. Why? Because I'm awesome? Well, I think I'm awesome. But no, they're not coming to me for that reason. They don't know me from Adam. They're coming to me and talking to me because my buddy said I was worth talking to. I had an in. I had a relational in, a hookup, right? To get in front of another audience and make new friends because I know him, right? It's who you know, right? It's the same process in the online world. Who you know is more important than what you know. You know all the stuff, you're super gifted in your niche, you have a lot to share, you're beating imposter syndrome, you're confident, you're gonna get out there and try this thing, but nobody knows you. So you have to get in front of someone who has lots of eyeballs, build trust with them, and let them invite you into the party so they can tell all their friends, hey, look at my friend Graham. In this case, Sarah, super talented audio engineer, by the way, and she's turning into a content creator. She's creating passive income. She wants to move away from a service-based business or at least add a passive income element. She's starting from scratch. But she connected with someone who's a major player in her niche, got a featured article on that blog, got mentioned on the podcast. They're bringing her in saying, hey, here's Sarah. She's awesome. Check out what she has to say. All of a sudden, this person's audience whoo, checks out Sarah's stuff. And she goes from 26 email subscribers to 640 in a matter of days. So this is the, it's the simple strategy. You have to hijack somebody else's audience. And by hijack, it's a, you know, a violent term, but you have to position yourself in front of another person's audience. How do you do that? Well, unless you're really lucky, no one's going to come to you and say, I would love to feature you in front of my audience. That can happen. If you make friends in the industry and they just love you and, and they want to help you out, that can happen. That's happened to me. Years ago, one of my good friends, Joe Gilder, who runs a very similar blog to my Recording Revolution blog, uh, and he was a few months ahead of me when I got started. Um, we connected. I started following his blog. I loved it. He loved my stuff. And he just, out of the kindness of his heart, emailed his list which was probably only like 1,000 people at the time or 2,000 people. And I, I was like, Sarah, I had like 26. Emailed his list and said, 
hey, you need to check out my buddy Graham's site at The Recording Revolution and download his free guide, The Number One Rule to Home Recording. It's super helpful. One day to the next, one day to the next, I go from a handful of email subscribers to like 350 new people in one day. It was just like Sarah. I remember I was on vacation. I was checking my email and I used to get MailChimp uh, notification emails the moment somebody joined my list because it was so rare that someone would join my list. I wanted to know. Newsflash pro tip for you, turn that off at some point. Just turn it off, especially when someone unsubscribes from your list. It's just not good for your heart. I have no idea who subscribes or unsubscribes or when or how many anymore. I just don't look. I check in once a month to see how the numbers are looking. Pro tip for you. But back in the day, I checked. So I checked my email one day and I've got like, my inbox is flooded with the new subscriber, new subscriber. And I was like, dude, MailChimp's broken. They just spammed me with all these new subscriber notifications. There's no way I've gotten 10, oh, 20, oh, 30, oh, 40. I'm going through, you know, block by block in my inbox and realizing, dude, there's 340 new people that just joined my email list. Where are they coming from? And then I checked my, my inbox and I saw, because I was on Joe Gilder's email list, I saw his mass blast his list telling them to join mine. Okay, I got really lucky. Joe was a good friend. To this day, we were great friends. We've done business together. We've done workshops and in-person live events together. Good dude. But even back then, we didn't know each other that well, and he just, out of the kindness of his heart, shared his audience with me. That can happen, but don't wait for that to happen. Instead, your goal is to connect with other people in your space, number one, or in complementary spaces, number two. So the in your space is obvious. If you are a fitness person, fitness instructor, you need to find other fitness instructors. Now, there are gonna be huge ones. Don't go after beachbody.com, right? And try to somehow get a guest post on there. They're just too big, okay? I have done guest posts and guest content for really, really big brands with like a million subscribers and gotten zero. I was lucky enough to get the guest post. I had to bug people for six months to get on there. Finally got on there and I got zero email subscribers from it. But I've done guest posts for people with a 5,000 person email list and gotten hundreds and hundreds of new email subscribers and some product sales. So size isn't what matters as long as one, they have a larger audience than you and two, they're in the same niche or a complementary niche. So if you're a fitness instructor, the same niche would be other fitness instructors. So are there people that are just a year or two ahead of you? That you know, you, you don't know their email list size, usually that's not public, but if you look at their social platforms, maybe on Instagram, maybe on Facebook, they're, they're bigger than you. Maybe on YouTube, they're bigger than you. Um, and so you can have an indication that they've been around longer, have a larger audience, they have more eyeballs than you. Anyone with a bigger audience than you that's gonna have the same, reaching the same type of people you're trying to reach is a great fit. Why would they want to feature you on their blog or on their channel? Why would they wanna feature you? Well, for one, if you've been a content creator for a day, you know you can run out of ideas really easily. And you know that content is key. Pumping content out is the fuel that drives this machine. And at some point, every content creator hits that roadblock of, dude, I don't know what else to talk about. So content creators run out of ideas. You can reach out to any one of these people that are potential competition, but remember, I don't like that word. I like collaborators instead. And offer to collaborate and say, hey, I love your channel. I love your podcast. I love your blog. I'm doing a similar thing over here, but you know what? I love when you talked about X, Y, and Z. That post was so helpful. Or your analogy in that video on whatever. 
really was crystal clear. I think that was a brilliant use of that. I think one thing you do super well is when you talk about X, Y, and Z, love it, love it, love it, or love the story you told on that one episode of your podcast. When you reach out to somebody as like, hey, I'm in your space, but I'm just a fan of you. Specifically, here's why. Oh, that means I pay attention and I'm not just blasting you with a random blast. People feel loved. They feel respected. And at the very least, they're like, hey, this person's cool. Now, if you sneak in, hey, I'm a lot smaller than you, you know, I'm just getting started and I'm trying to reach out to more people and add value to more people. And you know what? I saw that you don't really mention X, Y, and Z on your blog. So if I'm a fitness instructor reaching out to a fitness instructor and they're really big on fitness and recovery and uh, maybe even nutrition, but they don't ever mention sleep, maybe you have an idea for an article on sleep health and the science of proper sleep, quality of sleep, hours of sleep, all these things to proper sleep health. You're like, hey, I haven't seen you mention this necessarily. If you have, let me know. But I have a couple of ideas on how we could do three steps to turn your sleep into faster recovery or lose weight by sleeping better or something like that where you pitch them an idea that might fill a gap for them or be a piece of content they haven't thought of or that they see could be super valuable for their audience that they would love to have the SEO on their site because they haven't covered that. Uh, and so in essence, you're gifting them a piece of content that will give them SEO. And in exchange, you just want to be put in front of their audience. And so they're like, hey, today's guest post comes from Graham. He's a super awesome fitness instructor at superawesomefitness.com. Check it out. And then there's my blog post, or if it's a video, there's my guest video. And at the end, big, 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 big importance, you want to pitch your lead magnet. Hey, and you can get super slick and customize your lead magnet for that audience. So if I'm doing a, uh, a guest post for superdopefitness.com, I can say, hey, Thanks for enjoying this this blog, this guest post. If you found it helpful, I want to give you a gift just for being a superdopefitness.com member. I've got an entire seven-step guide to better sleep and health checklist that you can download at Graham's site slash superdopefitness, right? It's a custom URL. It's a custom gift, custom lead magnet for their audience. Just make a separate opt-in page. It can be a, just the same lead magnet you always give, but you could tweak it. You could have a different welcome or thank you page or something, but make them feel special. But whatever it is, as long as you point them to a lead magnet that makes sense for them, the people that enjoy the post, just like your content, will click over and opt in. Not everybody will, but enough will. And now you're in front of that audience. So content creators run out of ideas, and that could be a simple way to add value. Also, though, Another way to get in front of these other people with their audience is to just connect with them and add massive, massive value where they trust you and love you. And you eventually can do that in exchange for an email being sent out to mention you or mention your lead magnet or mention one of your blog posts or whatever. A good example of this for me, and I think I've shared this story before, is on the Recording Revolution side of things, I got an email from a guy years ago named Rob, um, and the subject line said, Read The Go-Giver, it blew my mind, thanks so much. Okay, The Go-Giver is one of the books I recommend the most. And when I see that subject line, I'm for sure gonna read it because I anyone that makes a book recommendation, especially if it's a book they've read, a lot of people give book recommendations, they've never read a book, but please only recommend stuff you've read <laughs> completely. Um, 
when anyone's given a book recommendation and someone actually then goes out and buys that book and reads it and comes back and reports, hey, you recommended this book, I went out, got it, I read it, it blew my mind, that feels good because it validates the person who's just trying to help. Like, I don't make any money by recommending a book. I don't do affiliate links for Amazon. Like, I just want other people to be encouraged and get value. And so if I found something that's super dope, I will share it. This guy says that in the subject line, so I open the email to read it. And it's very simple, hey, Thanks again. I read The Go-Giver. This blew my mind. Here's what I learned. Boom, boom, boom. Here's what I'm going to implement in my own life and business. Thank you so much. By the way, I love this little transition. I noticed, Graham, that your top five blog posts, in terms of comments, reach, all that kind of stuff, don't show up on page one of Google. And I was wondering if you had done any specific SEO for these posts. I'm not a complete SEO expert, but I have some ideas of what I think would help get these five posts to the front page of Google search results so that you would get more traffic and grow your business. In fact, I've recorded a video for you showing how to implement this in your WordPress backend. Feel free to watch it and, and take any of it if it's helpful for you. If not, no harm done, no hard feelings. Thanks again for the book recommendation. Have a great day. Boom, right? Mind is blown. What do you think I did? You think I just said delete? Oh, heck no. I watched that video right then and there. How can I make my website better? Sure, I'll take your free advice, Mr. SEO man. I watched the video, right? He didn't even just say, hey, I'd love to talk to you about SEO. He had shot a video already explaining. It required nothing of me. See how he's teed this up to be so easy and appealing for me? See how he's positioning this email to be all about me, for me? See how this is working? Okay, so I watched the video. He has some great suggestions. It almost didn't matter what he said in the video because the video just validated that he took time. He pulled up my five posts. He was in WordPress. He was going through like, blown away. What do you think I did after I watched that video? I emailed him back. So he got an email back from me. But not only that, when I emailed him back, I said, Rob, thank you so much, dude. I would love to jump on a call with you ASAP to discuss your ideas further. He got me to want to call him. We got on a Skype call a couple days later. He walked me through the process more in depth. Come to find out, he's got a very similar website to mine that serves audio musicians and recording engineers and all that kind of stuff, and he's newer and he's trying to get it off the ground. What do you think happened from there? Well, I said, man, I would love to let you guest post on my site to help you out. I didn't feel like I had to do anything in exchange, but he had given me so much value, and I saw an opportunity to really help a guy out since I know I had a big audience and he didn't. And so we worked out a little something. He said, oh, that would be, that would be great, Cram. Thank you so much. I hadn't thought of that. Of course he thought of it, right? That's the whole point. Dude's a genius. He's not dumb, but he played his cards right. I ended up offering it to him because he'd exchanged value, given me value. And so we worked out a deal. I don't even remember what exactly the, the guest post was. We've since become friends and worked together and his business has taken off. He doesn't need me. He's a super talented guy. His his products are awesome. His business model is great. He's really good at what he does. But it was a bump for him at the time that I'm sure really got things going. And it was a good opportunity for him. And it was a win-win for me. So 
when you reach out to content creators, either A, they're running out of ideas. And so if you have a good idea that makes their site better, allows them to add more value to their list and allows them to get some cool SEO, maybe on a topic they don't cover, great. But if that's not enough too, you can build relationships, add a ton of value. And then over time, you might be able to squeeze a guest post out of the deal. So what I want to do is two things, give you some steps that I want you to follow. And three, follow up with maybe a, a follow-up question you might have. One, let's talk about the steps. Well, before we do that, all this time I've been talking about reaching out to people in your niche. I don't want you to stop there because you can massively skyrocket your business and your email list by getting in front of people who are following someone in a complimentary niche, right? For example, in my space, I'm talking about business, talking to people like you who have a business, want to start a business or grow a business. Entrepreneurs want to be entrepreneurs. But there are other people that would likely be a good fit for me. I don't have to just connect with other business podcasts or other business YouTube channels. I can also connect with productivity YouTube channels, productivity podcasts, right? I could also connect with mom blogs, mom podcasts, right? People who are creating content for moms because within that content, there's gonna be all kinds of stuff on children and um, home and food prep and fitness maybe. And guess what? Side hustles, right? The, the, the mom, the woman-led side business, side hustle, whatever industry is exploding. And so if I connected with someone who runs a popular mom blog, they might want to feature a guest post on how to start an online business. And maybe they don't know much about that, is one scenario, or they know a lot about that, but they don't feel like they're the expert or they wanna add more credible value by bringing someone like me on. Now, the mom blogs are huge, by the way. Huge, they're crushing it right now. If I were a mom, I would start a mom blog because you could crush it. But that would be a complimentary niche to me. And I would wanna have a list of those types of people as well. Going back to the example I shared earlier of how I did a guest post for a massive company that had over a million followers. Uh, and I finally got the guest post and I got like zip email list growth from that post. And it was an awesome post. I worked really hard on it. Okay, well, I have a friend who has an amazing brand. Her name's Nancy Ray. And she is a super talented photographer. Um, and she has she's transitioning. She's in transition out of her photography business into a woman's lifestyle brand. Kind of like mm, a Christian Oprah, let's say. And she covers a lot. Uh, being a work working mother and also taking care of babies at home, um, running a business, contentment, um, marriage, um, health, your spiritual walk as a Christian. She covers a lot of things for Christian women. And so she has a loyal, loyal following. People love Nancy. Um, and I noticed she was on maternity leave for three months. She had her, her latest baby and I knew she was on maternity leave. And um, she was getting a lot of guest posts because she was trying to fill in the gaps while she wasn't working. So I reached out to Nancy. I said, Nancy, 
and this is almost like a test, is right after this big blog post went out for this massive company and, and nobody really did anything with it. So Nancy, I know you're looking for guest posts. Would you ever be interested in me creating a guest post for you on the topic of starting a, a side business, even when you're like super busy or something like that? Would your audience find that valuable? And I would talk about boom, boom, and boom, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. And now I have a friendship with Nancy, so that helped, but this is a good example. She said, that sounds great. Run it by my content manager. We flushed it out. I said, great, I'll get the post over to you next week. Got it over. They posted it in a week or two or whatever, whenever it went live, emailed it out to their list. And I think her list is a pretty good size um, but it might be around 10,000 people and I can't remember. So Nancy, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I'm way off, but I, th I thought it was around 10,000. All that to say, way smaller than this massive company that I did a blog post for. And I got hundreds and hundreds of email subscribers, maybe five or 600 in a day. And one or two people bought a course that day. It converted so much better and it wasn't a business blog, right? It was, my content would be a sub niche of her women's, Christian women's lifestyle content. But it was a good fit for those people. And it was a good fit for her added value. So think about people in your primary niche and don't be afraid of them. Even though they have the same audience, you can make friends. I would rather you make friends with people in your niche that are doing the exact same thing you're doing. And then say, hey, love to get in front of your audience, but do it in a way that adds value to them and is positioned in a way that they actually want you to as well. But then also complementary niches. So here are the steps, going back to the steps. What you need to do is systematize this, okay? Don't just say, okay, well, Grandma reached out to this one person, they never got back with me, or they said no, or reached out to two or three people. Not enough, right? Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule, tells us that most people are gonna say no or not even respond to your email. So we have to play the game, and it's a numbers game, systematize it. So let's say you want to do two really good guest posts with two different people that hopefully send you a lot of traffic. Well, I'm gonna say, if I emailed 10 really good people in my niche, eight are never going to get back to me. Two might say yes, or two might even just get back to me. And maybe one will say yes, maybe. So if that's the case, I might need to email 10 people to get one guest post. But realistically, you might need to email 20 to 30 to get one. And then I would do 10 or more realistically, 20 to 30 in a complimentary niche. So step one for you is to make lists, one list of who are all the key players in your niche. Who are the big dogs? But then more importantly for you, who are the medium players that have good size audiences, but they're not so big yet that they're gonna ignore every email that comes in, right? Who are the medium players? And even some of the smaller players that are definitely steps ahead of you. Make a list of as many of those as you possibly can, minimum 10. Same on the complementary niche. A, what complementary niches would make sense for you? Think about not like what niche you also like, but think about who your audience is and what other stuff do they follow online, right? So a good example of another one is Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss wrote The 4-Hour Workweek, and at the time he was doing a lot of content on business and life hacking and lifestyle design, which is a term he coined, all these things. Um, but he did a sort of collaboration with um, a dating video channel called Simple Pickup um, because, not because he talks about dating. Those guys are, were listening to the Simple Pickup guys for dating advice. But why did he collaborate with Simple Pickup? Because their audiences are one and the same, young men. Young men like Tim Ferriss, right? Young men follow Simple Pickup. 
Young men who want dating advice probably hate their jobs too. And so that's a good complimentary niche for Tim Ferriss, at least it was back then. So think about what type of content does your audience also follow? If you're reaching out to women primarily, what other stuff do your women follow? If you're reaching out to men, what other stuff do your men follow? If it's men and women, like in my case, um, with the recording revolution, they're following me for audio and recording. What else are they interested in? They're probably just interested in music at large. So maybe just like, you know, fan sites or guitar playing sites or how to so how to like grow your your like fan base sites. There's whole channels on like the music industry that have nothing to do with recording and producing, but those would be very complimentary, right? It would make sense. On the business side of things, like I said, mom blogs or productivity sites for me would be good complimentary niches, right? So think of what type of complimentary niche and then have at least 10 audiences or 10 uh, content creators on that list, minimum. 10 that are in your niche, 10 complimentary minimum. And then you reach out to them and you show that you know what they're all about, compliment them, specific, something very specific. You, you're honest about who you are, what you're trying to accomplish. They're, they're gonna know that you're newer but offer to do a specific guest post that you think actually would fit their audience because you've done some research. So this might mean 10 different pitches to 10 different people. It might not be the same stupid blog post that you want to blast to everybody and get as a guest post. You might have to be creative, go figure, and do a little bit of work. But again, if you, if you reach out to 20 different people and you only got one blog post, one mention, one guest video, one collaborative podcast, right, one whatever, and it tripled the size of your email list? Or in the case of Sarah, what did she, 2,000% growth or 3,000% growth? Wouldn't it be worth it? Absolutely. These are these inflection points that help you grow your email list, which really get things going. You are doing what you can control, the content game that never stops, and you will see that pay dividends over time. But the fastest way to grow your email list is to partner with other people and hijack their audience in a loving, value-adding kind of way. Now, one question that comes up that you might be asking yourself, maybe not, is, well, Graham, um, what about paid advertising? Why don't I just run Facebook ads? Isn't that faster? Again, I go back to what we talked about at the very beginning, cold leads versus warm leads. Facebook are cold leads leads. Now you might argue that you can target your ads in Facebook or Instagram, same thing, or wherever you're advertising. So you can say, please show my ad to people who follow this content creator or who like this Facebook page or whatever. So when you show up, your stuff is less cold than just showing up in front of everybody on Facebook, right? So yes, you can do that. But <laughs> this is a big but. Remember what advertising is. Advertising is an interrupt model. Okay, It is an interrupt model. For better or for worse, that's what it is. It interrupts an experience to say, hey, look at me. Now, if you have paired an advertiser well with the content that you're interrupting, it's at least somewhat relevant because the person watching it might be likely to buy it. That's why when I watch football on Sunday afternoons, I see a lot of pizza commercials and truck commercials and beer. 
trucks, beer, and pizza. Hmm. Why is Fox and CBS and NBC and ESPN, why are they showing me truck, beer, and pizza commercials during football games? Because it's probably men who watch football predominantly. And what do they like? Trucks, beer, and pizza. So yes, they're interrupting my football experience, but in theory, it's with something that I enjoy. Now, I don't like trucks, but I like beer and I like pizza. So two out of three ain't bad, but still it's an interrupt-based model. It can work and it can work really, really well, but it's interruption. Same thing on Facebook. I'm scrolling, 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 looking for stupid cat videos or memes. And all of a sudden you interrupt my stupid cat video or meme experience with your ad. Now, if you're creative, the ad might seem engaging and it might catch my attention and it might not feel like aversive or uh, invasive, but it's still an interrupt-based model. What we're talking about, content, guest posting, this is way different because this is something that people want. They're asking for. So the people that see you in a piece of content, whether it's your own or through a guest post, are warmer by far than anybody on Facebook because they want the information. They're seeking it. They're not being interrupted. They are at the place where your content lives. They are on the YouTube channel watching the latest video. They are in their inbox looking for your email. They're on your blog, right? They're listening to your podcast. They're super, super warm. So they convert better to email and they convert better to loyal super fans, which convert better to paid customers down the road. So it's not that paid ads can't work. It's just that they're not the best way to get warm traffic. And then there's a whole other skill you have to learn about creating ads and tracking the numbers and not just guessing, but actually knowing if you're making money off the ads, because it's worth paying for if you grow a loyal, warm list, but you have to know that those people convert to dollars down the road. Otherwise you're paying for nothing. So we won't talk about paid ads anymore today, but just know that if that's in the back of your mind, it's not the same as what we're talking about today. So again, Sarah goes from 26 to 640 email subscribers in one week. This is possible because she stepped out of her comfort zone, connected with a bigger player in her space, worked out an arrangement where she could get in front of his or her audience. And she already is primed to add value because that's what she does. That's what you do. That's what I do. But we just need to be in front of new people who are warm, who would love our stuff so they can hear about us, have a chance to hear about us. So as we walk away today, your action step is to make those two lists, 10 players that are bigger than you in your space and 10 players that are bigger than you in complementary niches. Those can be even be different niches. And then start to do your research, reach out to each one of those people and try to work out a deal if you can do a guest post or if you have a better idea to add value to them, like Rob added value to me by creating that SEO video, start a relationship that way that might lead to a guest post. But you only need one really good one to really have that bump in your audience. Now, if you don't know how to integrate email into the lead magnet into actually selling into your content. You can see how these things work together. I'm going to point you to my passive income workshop. There's there's one thing is knowing, oh, I need an email list. Oh, I need a lead magnet. Oh, I need to make content. That's one thing. Putting them all together into a system that's going to be profitable for you is an entirely different thing. That's why I saw the need for this model to be clearly articulated. That's why I give this workshop away for free so that you can figure it out and go build your $1,000 a month or more in automatic income in just 30 minutes a day of work. It's all free. Check it out, watch it, and then let me know what your big takeaway is from it. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop and enjoy. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out and watching. If you're on YouTube, give me a like. 
Appreciate it. Leave me a comment. We can engage there. And if you're listening on iTunes or wherever, leave me a review. Let me know that you're listening and which episode you're listening to and which one has given you the most value so that I can continue to create the content that you need for your life and your business. Have a great week. I'll see you on another episode real soon.